Hey, you're listening to the Time and Talks podcast. I'm your host, Dejal V. Patel, and this is the place where we have refreshingly real talks about the biggest problems moms face in motherhood and life and the spiritual solutions to solve them. If you're ready to reset your mindset with some major truth bombs, well then, let's dive in. Namaste, mods and mamas. How are you? Today, we're dishing about kind of a heavy topic. However, it always has my spiritual twist and lightness and perspective on it. I think it's a very important conversation to have because being in the presence of people who judge us or criticize us or now in the realm of social media specifically this episode is pressing the reset button on social media naysayers I think that being in the social media realm we need to be very responsible of the comments that we put out we have to be very responsible if you are a contributor someone who brings content who puts themselves out there who opens their life or their business to the world we need to be very mindful of how to handle those trolly comments and also if you're a contributor when you see those types of behaviors or conversations or posts what energetically we should be doing to not engage and not to take it in not to sway our judgment and not to embody those traits so i'm really diving deep into this because Yes, I've experienced some trolly comments, nothing like really, really bad. However, enough for me to pause and to question myself and to stop like, is this really true? And I am very much a recovering approval seeker, people pleaser. And before any negative thing, if I thought anybody had something negative or mean to say about me, I'd lose sleep for days. I would have that knot in my stomach. I would want to do everything to be liked by that person and think that it's all my fault. Something's wrong with me. Like I would never stop and give myself the benefit of the doubt. I would never really listened to my soul and my intention. I knew I was a good person, but I always believed what other people thought of me. And I've worked very, very, very hard to break this, to build my self-worth, to build my self-love, to understand that just because someone has something negative to say, that doesn't mean it's the truth. And so if you're stuck in this realm, if you're a content creator or just even in your regular life, if you're struggling with someone, I know a lot of people use the word hater. I will refrain from using that because in this new realm of awakening out of your ego and into the consciousness and embodiment of your soul, words have energetic frequencies. So it's also equally our responsibility to make sure that we're being mindful of the words that we're using. So I will say naysayers. I might not even say trolls because I feel like trolls have has a negative connotation to it. I will just probably use naysayers or people who are rooted in their ego and that's not coming from a judgmental place. This is just the nature of our journey. I'm not immune to the ego. You're not immune to the ego. It is part of this human experience to evolve out of it. So don't look at it as a negative thing like, oh, I'm not part of my ego. Own it. Own it. If it's the spiritual ego, if you're rooted in ego, own that ish because that's how you're going to heal and awaken out of it. So I'll be really honest. What inspired me to talk about this topic for season two was over the summer, one of my dear friends and one of the social media influencers that I'm sure you guys follow as well, experienced a really negative comment. And I didn't read the comment. I don't know what happened, but I was aware that this happened to her. 
we were just processing through it. Just a group of us contributing Instagram mommies. We're just kind of working through what she was feeling. And one of the things that I wrote to her, we talked about it and then I wrote this to her and I wanted to share because this will really hold the space of what my essence and what my stance is on this. So this is what I wrote to her. When you know you're shining from the essence of your light, inevitably that light may be too bright for some to handle just yet. For some, it's hard to subconsciously be in the presence of others' lights when they haven't given themselves permission to shine their own light. It ruffles some feathers and core wounds, but use this as an even more deeper conviction that your light is impacting others. It's being seen. It's being felt, heard, and embraced by many. And the few ruffled feathers is okay because when we send them empathy, our light gives them permission to embrace theirs. Keep being radiant and empowering just the way you are. So I think this really highlights the essence of what we're going to be talking about today. When we talk about judgment and criticism and naysayers, or if you like to say haters, that's really severe, but people who attack others personally based on their viewpoints, their opinions, their thoughts, maybe even personal appearance, just really going low and below the belt, whether it's social media or in real life. I'm talking specifically social media because you see a lot of these anonymous comments or you see these comments where it's in engaging in like somebody posts something and then this whole side conversation in the comments happens about this person or this individual and you I feel uncomfortable when I'm reading it but people are chiming in to different things and this is so distracting from the point of why we're all here of why we're trying to heal and evolve and grow and it's something that we have to be very aware of so that we don't get sucked into it whether it's in the energy of maybe you're not contributing but you're reading the content it still has an energetic impact on you it might change the way you think about someone you may agree you might even talk or gossip about it later to someone so we have to be very very intentional about what we see what we bring in and the energy behind certain people's words even if it's on social media outlets so let's start what a definition of a naysayer or someone who goes out of their way to harm or hurt or attack another. So naysayers are people who have been triggered when you shine your light because they haven't given permission to shine their light. So let me say that again. Naysayers are people who feel triggered when you shine your light because they haven't given permission to shine their light. So that when I talk about shining your light, it's about being in your most embodied, soulful, authentic state. When you have done work to heal yourself, to move past your insecurities, your fears, it's not that there's no fears. It's just that you have enough courage to realize that it's more important for me to speak up, to shine, to stand up, to do what I believe, help others, empower others, inspire others, than the criticism or the naysayers or the negativity they may receive. There is something that's burning within you that triggers you to show up because you feel like almost like there's no choice. That is what you're destined and desire to do. And your soul will largely be left unfulfilled if you don't heed the call. So a lot of times the people that are closest to us, whether it's in our personal life, can be those ones who specifically get triggered when we change or when our viewpoints are different because our ego, the core ego, 
the root of it is to be seen, be heard, and be right. And so when someone's identity, because of what you say or how you live your life or what you portray yourself to be, it goes against a core value or identity for them, that can trigger resentment, jealousy, judgment. And that goes with strangers as well. So resentment is simply just a subtle form of jealousy towards those who demonstrate and have given themselves permissions to express their freedom of will and their freedom and their freedom to be creative and who they authentically are and express themselves authentically. And it's just that tinge of, oh, I want that. I, deep down, I wish I had the courage to do that. You have something that, whether it's confidence or you have a platform or you have something or you are in a certain way, the way that I wish I was. So it, it the energy form that comes out of it, the feeling is resentment or that essence of jealousy. And that jealousy or that resentment if left unturned, if consistently harbored, and it's not because of you, it's just that this energy is within a person, their life starts to reflect back to them people and individuals and circumstances of blame, judgment, you know, finger pointing because it's too difficult to change or heal ourselves. And when the discomfort arises, it's much more easy to be finger pointing, be jealous, focus outward. It's kind of like this. So I always tell my husband this, that there are two categories of individuals. And I think there's different rules for each type of individual. Like me and my husband, I always have felt that there's different standards of rules and expectations for us, whether it was with our parents or friends. I always felt that there are certain people who could be loud and opinionated and be sarcastic and mean-spirited in their tone. And a lot of people will just rub it off and be like, oh, that's just how they are. And they will never be held accountable for what they say because that's just their nature. And then there's certain people that generally like there's an awareness of when to say something and when not to say something. Or you think 10 times before you say something because you don't want it to come off the wrong way. You want the intention, the heartfelt intention to be felt. You don't want to ruffle anybody's feathers. You don't want to get into conflict maybe. You don't want other people to uh, feel hurt. Like you're so aware of how your words are going to be received by other people. And then some people are just like fireballs. They, have, they feel an emotion and they spit it out and there's no introspection or awareness of how it's meant to be received or how if it's appropriate or not the reason behind this is because there's two different ego confined structures and stories that we're awakening out of and everyone has a different ego and that is really true there's different standards and rules because there's certain individuals, like I say, like the dominant, narcissistic sometimes, the sarcastic, quick to blow up your spot type of person who's the center of attention. They're waking up out of an ego structure where they use their power to dominate others, to be heard, to be seen, to be, you know, this, this powerful leader. I can think of someone off the top of my head right now in leadership who is like this. They have no regard of how they're being received or how their words affect others and so for them their awakening is recognizing that others are not meant to be manipulated it's like that we're equal there's no superior or less than they have a superior ego 
construct. And they're the ones who abuse their power over people who have an inferior ego construct which I would say that I fell into this category and many light workers and many sensitive souls and empaths fall into this. Your ego structure is, I don't feel good enough. You're scared of saying how you feel. You never want to intentionally hurt someone, but sometimes you do it at the expense of not speaking up, not speaking your truth. And that is very damaging to your self-worth and to your confidence. We are the people who worry about abusing our power. However, we would never abuse our power. We are the ones, um, really, the misuse of our power comes by not truly giving permission to stand in our light. And so, and playing small and not using our light to the full capacity possible and moving forward courageously, even though there are people who are in those dominant structures um, and they could, and you know, the, you can tell really quickly by this explanation, who are the naysayers, right? What are the energy and the ego constructs of the naysayer versus the, the other person who is the recipient end, right? So that's very important to understand. We as an ego of feeling inferior, our growth is recognizing how to step into our power and also the, the equality of souls, right? Recognizing the different le- levels and energetic um, egos and just where we stand, I think is very, very important. Everything I talk about, it all comes down to everything is a spiritual lesson or an exchange. And so when we're thinking about awakening out of our ego structure, right? So we recognize that there's two different ego constructs, two different categories that we're awakening out of. And we have to come together. We have to feel the contrast. We need to feel discomfort, adversity, and be placed in situations with people and relationships that trigger those uncomfortabilities. And so that's why awakening for us, whether it doesn't matter what category you fall into, it's by coming together that superior ego and that inferior ego need to have a meeting, whether it's social media or whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend, it's a meeting that there's going to be some friction and that's where the lesson lives. It's that discomfort that you're going to feel. That that person who's the inferior ego trying to stand in their light, who's trying to find their voice and really stepping up and that's triggering the person of the superior ego. Like, who do you think you are? Aggravating and, and tapping into their trigger of, I need to change. This is not working. This is not the right way. And for the inferior ego, it's like, oh my gosh, is this, like, am I not supposed to be doing this? Is this wrong? Am I abusing my power? But this is supposed to elevate us to continue to rise. And for egos, it's supposed to elevate them that are feeling the superior or the naysayer, you know, projecting out negativity to others through the use of their words and actions, it's supposed to elevate them that this is not the path for you. That to stand in your light, it's not by stripping someone from theirs or you know pulling the rug from someone. It's about cultivating your own light that is within you. So when you are standing authentically in your light, you are going to trigger others because it is going to naturally make others feel uncomfortable because of the nature of how many different people there are out there and how many different levels and phases and areas of growth that we're in. We're in different, like I talk about previously, different stages or grades 
of evolution. And so of course it's going to trigger someone. You have to go with that sort of mentality. Like any person who's achieved something, no matter, you know, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther King, anybody who came from a good-hearted space, even Gandhi, had naysayers and haters and people who did not dislike them. And so that's just the natural part of it. As your light is being shown just for the sheer nature of us being in different places consciously in our spiritual journey and growth, it is going to trigger someone. So go in, if you're a contributor, go in with the mentality that you're not here to please everyone. It's not for the compliments. It's not to inspire and empower. It's just to be authentically you. And when you shine your light authentically, your light casts a light on someone else's soul and it's just a reflection of their light is that when they recognize and resonate with you something awakens in them in the form of inspiration that's the feeling that they get when they read your posts see your pictures see your words hear your podcast there's something that lights up within them because their light and soul is in a place to recognize your light and soul so your light is casting that light onto their soul and it's illuminating them. So I always say when someone gives me a compliment, um, I say, you know, the light you see in me is a reflection of the light in you. And that's all it is. It's not that I'm this high and mighty person or they see something great in me. No, it's the light that they see in me. It's just reflecting back what's within them already. So I always feel like the people who can give compliments, the people who can say heartfelt, thankful, grateful things, there's a soul that is like, they're tapped into that. They're tapped into their light. And so for me, it's a beautiful recognition of where they are on their journey compliments are not meant to bolster us and we shouldn't be living for compliments when we get to the place where compliments nor criticism affect us there's no vibrational shift like when someone compliments you it's not like you get super giddy and happy and when someone criticizes you you don't feel like completely down in the dumps you can't sleep you can't eat that's when you find that middle ground of you know, the light that they see me is a reflection of the light in them. And when you see someone attacking you, it's just that my light is triggering their ego. And it's trying to awaken. They are in an emotional process of awakening and healing that they may not even recognize. And they're not aware of the pattern. And with us being aware of the pattern, we can consciously be in control of how we react. Are we going to be serve as a further distraction? Because when they're in an ego state... Arguments can only happen in an ego state. When they are in an ego state and they're attacking you, and that's a surefire sign that they're in an ego state, they're not receptive to hear you, to learn, to grow, and you'll feel the energy from the words when they're attacking or a judgment. Your recognition of this is that their ego will fight to be right. That's the nature of the ego, to be right, right, right. They will argue, 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 try to continue. So if you give three or four sentences of an explanation, they're going to write you a paragraph. It's going to be an exchange that goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, because they're not receptive in a place to understand. The best thing that you can do in a space when someone shares that is like, I'm so sorry that you must be going through a really hard time. And that's it. Like I send you love and light. That's it. You don't have to engage. And a lot of times also, if you have a public platform and you're an influencer, delete it. It is your platform. And if you don't want that negativity there, delete it. 
just like they feel like they have the freedom to share it. You don't need to keep negative comments on your feed. That's completely okay. You're responsible for what, you know, what content you put out there. And you, like I said, the energy of the words, other people who are maybe, you know, not at the right mind space or what they're going through, they might read it and it might affect them. So the most conscious thing that you can do is get rid of that ish. Nobody needs to be reading it. So you guys know how much of a Matt Kahn fan I am. And so I want to share a passage from his book, Everything is Here to Help You. And he says that no matter how often we seem to attract the mindless behaviors of other people throughout our lives, they have been placed along our path for two specific reasons. The first reason is the innate healing power of our energy field to help lighten their load, which occurs by the feelings we sense as a result of each encounter. The ego may not like the idea of attracting experiences of victimhood as a way of uplifting the vibration of those around us, though the more you transition from ego to soul, the easier it is to heal others without getting entangled. The second reason we may attract the cruelty of others is to challenge and eventually dissolve any limiting beliefs that prevent us from noticing the light of divinity in all. Just as seeds must dissolve in order for flowers to bloom, the characters in our reality need to express their source energy at various levels of growth and maturity. It's all about cultivating compassion and forgiveness and empathy when we recognize that someone is going through a emotional detox or healing process. I thought this was very, very, I know it goes, it could go above your head, but you have to kind of stop and think about this of, okay, why have they been placed on my path? There is no coincidences in life. You guys probably have heard me say that so many times. Every relationship and exchange is for a spiritual reason and so when you think about okay by when you stand in your light and your power and you're able to say I'm so sorry that you must be going through a hard time or like maybe we agree to disagree and you can just move forward without engaging or sometimes just not saying anything like if it's in the the social media realm and just like i I know this person's going through a lot. I send them love and light and then just move on without giving any more attention and energy to it. You are putting out a frequency of light to help lighten the energetic load of someone else. You are not adding to their trauma, their pain. They almost people who behave badly expect others to treat them badly. And that's because of whatever trauma or wounds that they are carrying within them that we may not even know about. And so when we act differently from what they expect, in the moment they'd be like, their ego is like, oh, like they were looking for a distraction to get their hooks in you and so that you can engage in this banter. But no, that's what they want. They want to arise a feeling of pulling you down, of engaging in that low level banter. So do yourself a favor and don't give them the distraction or the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so that's the first thing of just like knowing who you are and just uplifting the vibration of those around you by your thoughts, your energy, your words, and just moving on. Another really interesting thing that will help you is that, you know, many of us who are highly sensitive souls, like, oh, we don't want to judge others. 
you know people who are in their ego state, and this is not a judgment, is on how loud they are, how much noise they're making. Whether in real life, right? You've met those people who talk really loudly and above each other, like above another and interrupt people. And they just feel like, oh my gosh, they want attention. Like they will not stop talking about themselves. They need to be heard. They need to be seen. They need to be right. That's when you're in the ego state. And so it elicits and comes out as noise. And even in social media, it's about loud comments, like using exaggerating words that elicit a specific response and a feeling emotion to it. And so many egos will interpret, well, this is my freedom. I could speak my truth. And they use this in a deliberate way and an open invitation to cast blame, to pass judgment, onto others and to just spew out their negativity and their pain by yelling and finger pointing and, you know, projecting it out to others. And so recognize where they're coming from and what state they are. And arguments can only be the domain of the ego. So if you engaged and you are feeling riled up, recognize you are in your ego state too. You're not you're not working from a place of your embodied soul. So that's why it's so important not to engage. It's not that you're being weak. It's not that you are agreeing with them. It's not that you are letting them go and then be like, oh, they're able to say what they want to say without any any consequences. It's not that. It's just that arguments and that back and forth is realm of the ego. And that's where you're trying to evolve out of. So let's take a moment to understand where someone's judgment of you stem from, stems from. Because I know in the beginning, it's very easy to interpret it, someone's judgment of you as an attack, especially if they go personal and add a deeper glance, like I talked about, this is someone who's entrenched in a healing journey. I know it's sometimes hard to be like, oh, it's not about you. Don't take it personal. But it really is not about you. And it's really about where they are and what state they are in their healing and evolution journey. And like I said, they may not even consciously be aware where they're at. Like this analogy, I use this one a lot about like the soda bottle. And, you know, we're all like soda bottles and life is meant to shake us up. And whenever we are confronted or we see or we hear something that shakes us to our core of us not feeling safe or goes against ideas and I that that create our identity from our childhood or things that we've seen or experienced it shakes us up and what happens is is that right if you don't have the right tools to navigate this anxiety this pressure that builds within you your the lid of your soda bottle will explode out and you explode all that pressure and that pain and that discomfort and that confusion and that uncomfortability to and it sprays on whoever's nearby and so we falsely believe that because we were in the vicinity and maybe we said something or did something and it shook them up that it is our fault well it's not the person who shook the bottle's fault it's the the it's or the circumstances, it's just that that person is more inclined to have their bottle shook when those types of situations come up. So when we're aligned with our higher self, we don't have to be victims of other people's abuse in order to hold space for their healing. We can welcome the interaction even when it's with our harshest critic and not be deceived to think that we need to change them, we need to fix them, 
that there, that means that there's anything wrong with us. It's simply a sign that it helps soften our edges to be more compassionate and understanding and empathetic to other people's healing journeys. Just to be aware, everybody's at a different place, different grade, different phase. They're just processing, like just having the awareness of that. That's all that it's meant to do for us. And so when people attack with verbal or emotion weapons, like I like to say, these are just different tools that helps shape us to define who we are. Are we going to be the the most highest embodiment of a soul that is forgiving, that is healing, that's understanding, that's empathetic? Or are we going to get pulled back into that ego construct of finger pointing, blaming, judging, criticizing, gossiping, those low energy um, projections when the pain within us gets too big, are we just going to open the soda bottle and let it explode out? But I also want to make a point that there is a fine line between judgment and constructive criticism. So when everything was going on with the Black Lives Matter stuff, I had someone who posted, I posted this post about colorism and she wrote on my public feed and she very eloquently, like she posted a different video, she posted her viewpoint and I actually commended her on my feed and said that, wow, the way that you handle this, even though you disagree with what I put out there, the way that you tried to educate, the energy behind the way that she was talking, I could feel it. Like it was coming from a heart-centered place. So don't ever think that no one should ever have an opinion about you or point anything negative because we're not perfect, right? It's not like that no one has the right to say anything about you. That's something, oh, they said something that shows them where they're at, that they're finger pointing. No, it's not. When it's coming from a heart-centered place of helping someone heal, grow, evolve, to learn better, to do better, you can feel when someone's energy and words match from a heart-centered place. And so she also, you know, she's she messaged me privately and she's like, you know, I even thought about just DMing you, but I thought that, you know, it would help educate other people as well. So that's why I did it in a public forum. She was so respectful. She was so kind. She helped me see things from a different viewpoint that I feel like I learned and grew from that I didn't have the the awareness of before. And so I think it's very important to understand and feel intuitively the energy of the words and how it's meant to be received. The 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 types of words, the sentence structure, all you can feel it when it's an attack. And the mode of it, especially social media, is it DM nobody, like none of us, like I would never go, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go blast somebody. I would never, if I have something to say to someone, it's going to be through DM because I respect them. And if it's coming in a public forum, you know immediately that this person wants attention. They're coming from an ego state. There is something that, you know, they're going through that has been triggered because of what you said and they don't know how to process it. So it's easier for them to spew it out um, and project it outwards as a form of distraction so that they don't have to deal with it. And so that's not on you. You don't have to take their vomit and you can delete it off and you don't have to engage. So it's really very crucial to understand the method, the way, the medium, feel the energy, ask yourself, is this helping me, um, you know, become a better person? Is this something that I didn't know? And there's obviously constructive ways that people can share their opinions and help us grow. And I think that that's, I felt really aligned when some of my friends or people feel so close to me to point out areas where I need to grow. I think that's such a gift that someone 
not only feels comfortable but feels so confident in our relationship that they want to help me grow and they that's a really beautiful thing whether it's someone that you don't know or someone that's in your life and then it comes down to why do we focus on negativity so much and this is mainly for those inferior ego complexes that we're trying to work out of you know when we are not cultivated enough self-worth self-love when we are rooted in comparatitis when we're constantly thinking that what other people think of us is true if we're rooted in people pleasing or seeking approval then it is going to be very hard when someone says something negative to not take it personal or feel like it's a personal attack because it attached our name to it for example but when we're rooted in our soul we are so much more aware and detached just because someone says something direct towards us though it seems like it's a conversation towards us we recognize it has nothing to do with us and when you know that you're confidently every single day setting the intention that let me you know be an instrument of light let me speak my truth let me learn from my mistakes let me uh, live in my light so it may inspire others when you come from what you say and what you do and what you act is all from a heart-centered place there is no need to question yourself because you're setting that intention every single day that it's not that you're not going to make a mistake but you know that it's not intentional it's not coming from an ill will ill willed space and you know that it has a lot more to do with the other person's process of energetically than who you are as an individual. And so I had shared before that with the Meditation for Kids book, I don't actually read any of the reviews because I think reviews has gotten this, it's even me and you, for example, like do you go, like if you go to an amazing restaurant, amazing uh, resort, read an amazing book, are you the first like, oh, I got to drop everything, go on Amazon and leave them a positive review? No, because the nature of reviews, like trying to even give you, like get people to write positive reviews for the podcast, like you have to incentivize it to people. It's not like that we're just going to drop whatever and be like, oh, I want to go and write a positive review. Maybe sometimes we will, but not a lot of times. A lot of times reviews are used for negative, that oh, this sucked, I'm going to put a negative review and let other people know. And so Brene Brown, you know, the author, the well-renowned author said that she doesn't read reviews because she'd made that mistake in the beginning and she felt so vulnerable and felt like it was an attack. And I had guaranteed to myself that you know, the book, my book isn't perfect. There were definitely things that I wish the publisher would have let me do differently. And this is what I knew that this is what it was meant to be. I accept that it's not perfect. However, I know I tried my best. And so anybody's opinion is not going to affect me either it's positive or negative. That's really very important to put perspective into what reviews and comments and compliments and criticism really how how are you going to allow that to come into your life so i really hope this served you guys well giving you a different perspective on naysayers and people who criticize or pass judgment and how to truly be someone who's embodied beyond that vibration where it doesn't affect you where it's not something that's going to define you and i think it's something that we as we go into the realm of social media more and more and more especially for our children it's so crucial for them to build this unwavering self-love self-confidence that they define within themselves without the confines of what other people say anonymously or out in the world 
All right, guys, if you loved this episode, I'm going to humbly ask you to please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Share it with your mama besties. Share it on Instagram. This is such an important one. So definitely let's spread the news and let's change the vibration around naysayers. All right, guys, till next week. If you've been loving the Time and Talks podcast and you find value from it, I would be so eternally grateful if you take a moment of your time to leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. And when you do, I love to gift you my seven-day stress detox course. All you gotta do is screenshot your review before you submit it. Email it to me at thejal at thejalvpatel.com. And when you do, I'll inbox you the details of the course. This course has my go-to tools anytime I feel impatient, angry, fresh, and I come to them almost every single day. And I promise these are the tools that you're gonna wanna have in your back pocket too. And if you haven't purchased the Meditation for Kids book, definitely do so now. You can purchase it anywhere you buy books, Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Target, IndieBound, BAM. And you can go to meditationforkidsbook.com to get more information on the Meditation for Kids Masterclass course. If you're a complete beginner and learning how to teach meditation to your kids, this is the step-by-step roadmap that's going to teach you how to teach your kids meditation without having to become a certified meditation expert. Thank you so much, guys. Bye.